This is A Walk in Faith with T, a faith-based podcast by Tomisin Oguntala. Listen and be blessed. Hi guys, welcome back to A Walk in Faith with T. And I'm T. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm so glad that you're here and I'm sure that you're going to be blessed. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. What's good? How are you doing? Yeah. So the title of this episode is The Growing Curve. Yep. So stay tuned and I'll be right back. All right, guys, I'm back. So. First of all, how are you guys? How are you doing? What's going on? You know, what's happening? What's, 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 what's happening with you, basically? <laughs> I hope you've been good. I hope this past week has been awesome for you. As for me, you might be asking. <laughs> I'm great. I'm awesome. I'm grand. <laughs> I'm actually really good. Thank God. Um, so, here's the funny thing. I had recorded an episode for this week. Last week. But then over the week, I kind of lost. Not that I lost. I think immediately after I finished recording it, I found something that I could have used to further buttress my points in that episode. And so I was like, I'll record it again. But then I didn't find the time. And then yesterday, the Holy Spirit inspired me with something else. And then I was just like, okay, I'll just record that one and then work on the other one later. Right. So that's why I'm recording this one now. And I'm recording it the morning supposed to be published. Isn't that awesome? Anyways, I didn't really have time yesterday. Anyways, so um, the title of this episode I haven't decided yet, and I actually it's so funny because <laughs> it's funny, but I will decide as we go on. <laughs> so let's just start it, right? Yeah, um, I was having a very funny conversation with my nephews yesterday morning when we were having breakfast, and they were watching Tarzan and Jane on Netflix and both of them were talking about how okay so tarzan was running and apparently tarzan can run can run hmm, tarzan can run really fast and one of my nephews said that's to me saying tarzan is faster than flash i said no tarzan can be faster than flash my other the, oh, the older nephews now said oh no that tarzan is flash is faster than tarzan but the person that is faster than flash is sonic I don't know if you guys know Sonic Dash, the game, and the Sonic movie, Sonic the Hedgehog. Yes. And then I was like, no, nobody's faster than Sonic. Nobody's faster than Flash, rather. Flash is the fastest. And maybe then Sonic, maybe then Tarzan. Or that nobody's faster than Flash. And I realized that in that moment, my older nephew started saying, oh, yes, it's true. Flash is the fastest in the world. And Sonic is faster than that. Tarzan is not even fast at all. So in a span of two, three minutes, Tarzan went from a very, very fast person to a slowpoke in that conversation. And then they went on to see how they were faster than Flash and how they would just be running. And my younger nephew was like, if it was me, I would just run with all my strength. And it was a very funny conversation. But in that moment, the Holy Spirit then said to me, this is like to just pay attention to how 
my nephew's conviction on that certain that initial statement that he said like it was a fact he didn't say it in like a question manner he said like he knew what he was speaking about sonic is faster than flash period and then i said something else and then he changed his mind and he said look they've changed their mind they've moved to another place so i'm just going to use a scripture to before i make my points i'm going to use a scripture to explain my points the scripture is ephesians chapter 4 i'm reading from verse 11 to 14 i'll read the kjv version and then i'll read the nlt version so the KJV, kjv version says and he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints for the work of ministry and for the edifying of the body of christ till we all come in the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the son of god unto a perfect man unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of christ that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive in the nlt version it says now these are the gifts christ gives to the church the apostles the prophets the evangelists the pastors and teachers their responsibility is to equip god's people to do his work and build up the church the body of christ this will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of god's son that we we will be mature in the lord measuring up to the full and complete standard of christ that we will no longer be immature like children we won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching we will not be influenced when people try to trick people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth so the main scripture that i'm focusing on now is verse 14 and i'll read that in the nlc version again that we will no longer be immature like children we won't be tossed and blown by every wind of new doctrine we won't be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth so bringing me back to my conversation with my nephews i could have been lying to them i could have just i could have actually just told them that the okada man on my streets is or the the bike man on my streets is the fastest person in the world and would have believed me because i said it right and their children their convictions are not strengthened the only way for their convictions on certain matters to be strengthened to be strong and immovable is if they grow is when they grow they grow up and then setting their their convictions on certain matters don't shift as we go you find out that biologically speaking elderly people are more set in their ways than younger people because they have grown and experienced things to strengthen their convictions on certain issues like there are people that you will never convince otherwise on certain matters because they have experiences to back up their conviction on that matter right when paul was speaking here in the ephesian church the church in ephesus he was speaking about how we need to have people in spiritual authority so that we can grow 
and it's just funny how <laughs> this topic that i'm talking about this thing i'm talking about is di- directly linked to what i was speaking about in that episode that i said i didn't publish right which means that as christians we should grow it wasn't a coincidence that paul compared compared being tossed to and fro to he likened it to being children because it's children that change their mind every five minutes i'm going to use my nephews for example again the elder one the older one rather has things that he likes he's older right his convictions on certain matters are strength are strong there are things that he doesn't like point blank like he doesn't like beans he if you say come on it's beans you say no i don't like beans right that's him but his younger brother is still learning and he's learning obviously from a direct source his older brother so if my older nephew says i don't want beans the other one automatically say, I don't want beans too. I don't even like beans. And I've seen certain conversations like that happen, even in times when his older brother isn't even sure of what he wants and what he doesn't want. Because I've offered them ice cream before. And the older one said, I don't even like ice cream. And then the younger one said, Me too. Mm, ew, I don't like ice cream. So, five minutes later. Sorry, my alarm rang. And anyways, five minutes later, my older nephew was like, Oh, he likes ice cream again and then the other one was like oh i want ice cream too that is it's funny right but they're kids and sometimes i get upset about it because if you initially said you don't want something and i already made plans regarding what you said and i didn't buy that thing for you and then now you're coming and saying that you want it because you can see other people having it it's not like it's a stressful thing right but then i just realized most of the time that they're kids and they change their minds. They are easily convinced, easily swayed. Because I can tell Angela that my nephew, I can tell my nephew that um, beans will make him the strongest superhero in the world. It's going to make you like Iron Man or, or Spider Man because my nephews are Marvel fans. We don't do stuff like Superman and all of that. So. <laughs> If I tell him it's going to make you stronger than the Hulk, he will want to eat it. But that will be a lie. But he will want to eat it. Because I have told him something to convince him that beans are the best food in the world, right? So, the points that I'm trying to press on here is that as believers, we have a responsibility to grow. And... Apart from the fact that we need to grow under people in spiritual authority, we need to have pastors that are in charge of our growth. Because the Bible, from the passage I just read, said their responsibility is to build up the believers until we come to such unity in the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God. That is a, an extremely vital part of this. But apart from that, you yourself as a believer, you have to feel a responsibility to grow. So that you are no longer tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. You can't expect a child to have a strong conviction on a matter as an adult that has had experiences and all of that. There are people that are older and you can never convince them that they should eat beans because they think beans, 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 trash. Like, don't, don't even mention that they near me. 
but you can always convince children that you can, you can let's use a typical example vegetables you tell children that vegetables are good for you they help you build your brain and then you become a genius and then you, can, you are able to do many many things and then you use their cartoon characters and things that they think are cool to make them think that that food is cool but there are people that will never they are older older people that will never eat broccoli because broccoli takes like nonsense to them because they've had experiences that they, they understand now that everything that they were told as children about the vegetables being great and all of that where you lie just to get them to eat vegetables they know now they've matured that is how god wants us to mature as believers he wants us to grow he wants us to mature he wants us to evolve as believers and i think i'm going to title this episode the growth circle god wants us to grow and it's a circle you keep growing there is never a time that you come to where you have amassed all of the knowledge in the body like you, you can there's no like you cannot ever get to a place where you know everything because the idea is that you consistently grow you consistently grow in devotion you consistently grow in fervency that your yesterday may not be more fervent than your today that's the idea that you grow in the knowledge of the world you grow see that was until we come to such unity in the face meaning that you're not growing and he said we not you which means that we are growing because we grow as a body which means that you're not going for yourself personally. It's, it's cool. Like, it's great. It's awesome that you yourself are growing. It's good for your edification. You are growing. Because, let me read it again. It says, um, yeah, verse 12. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work. Which means that not only are you supposed to grow because you are supposed to mature. I mean, why are you remaining a child? But that aside, not only are you supposed to grow, you're supposed to grow so that you can help others grow. So that we can build up the church. Right? If in a church of 50 people, for example, only 10 people are growing, and the remaining 40 people are remaining in that place where tomorrow they can hear the Holy Spirit is in view, they'll say, Oh. Mm, that person has a valid point. Word, word, word. And then next week they hear, hmm, the Holy Spirit is real, but it's not really on our inside. That the Holy Spirit being on our inside is a myth. And then, hmm, that person is making sense. And then the next week they see somebody heal the sick and say, hmm, the Holy Spirit is actually on our inside. That's being tossed to and fro by every window of doctrine. There's no strong, there's no strong conviction on any of those things that I just mentioned right but if a church of 50 people if in a church of 50 people all 50 people are growing they are more likely to acquire more people into the church to grow so we grow as believers not just because it's cool to be tall or it's cool to have a knowledge in the world what are you using that knowledge to do what are you using that your growth to do take for example the human species right you are born, right? You are born, you are trained, raised up um, by parents, taught in school, all of that for you to grow and become an adult. 
and then you yourself or an adult now contributing to the community if you want to get married you get married and have another and have a kid and then you continue the circle you continue the cycle it starts all over again from you right so that's how it's supposed to be your pastor has taught you you have grown and you get to a point where you teach somebody who grows and teaches another person who grows so it's a growth circle it's a growth cycle everybody is experiencing progress and joy in the faith keyword progress we must grow as believers it is irresponsible for you to think that oh i have acquired this knowledge of christ and i know who christ is and i can boast in eternal glory i can boast in the fact that i have eternal life and christ has died for me i am now justified seated in heavenly places i am now an heir of the kingdom do you understand adopted by the spirit you know all of these things yet you are not sharing it you know all of these things and you're not willing to grow in it you're not willing to okay you know all you know that okay um i should i should earnestly desire spiritual gifts but you don't want to grow in these spiritual gifts you know that there is a gift of healing but you don't want to heal others you know that they give the prophecy but you don't want to prophesy unto others and edify them why this is it this is this is, this is just a reminder to everybody every single one of us every single person that listens to this even myself there is a responsibility as the body of christ for us to grow grow so that the body of christ might grow so we'll come to a unity of the faith unity of the faith unity means one standing as one meaning all of us must come to one faith believing in one god one jesus the same one salvation story not that everybody is believing in different things like no the idea God's initial idea was unity in the faith. Was unity in the faith. That we may all come to unity in the faith. Which means that every single person must grow. Every single believer has a responsibility to grow. So that they can teach others to grow too. So that's your... that lackadaisical behavior of... Being okay. With being there. You are okay with having a complacent spiritual lifestyle. You are okay with having not, not going to church. You are okay with not having a pastor. You are okay with not having a community of saints that you fellowship with. You are okay. Stop it. Stop being okay with it. And remember, recognize that you have a responsibility to go. It's an instruction. That you no longer be tossed to and for you know that every five months, your conviction on certain matter in Christianity changes you need to check yourself you need to check check yourself check your vitals check there is something wrong if every five every two three months every five months after a particular period of time you are convinced of something else regarding the christian faith there is a problem and it means that you are not growing because if you are growing in a certain in a certain line a certain conviction your conviction will not be moved you won't be easily convinced. So that's my charge this morning. That we remember as believers. What am I saying charge this morning? Like I'm preaching. <laughs> like that's 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 my message for you in this episode. That we remember that as believers we should grow so that we can help others grow. 
all of us cannot all be on the same level. We can't acquire. Imagine somebody being saved today and the person is coming to meet you and you, you are the same way you were when you were saved 10, 10 years ago. It doesn't make any sense. Even in school, we go through classes. Imagine somebody that is just entering year one in school, meeting you in that same year one that you were five years ago. That's stagnation. It's not a good thing. But yeah, to visit on, on a more serious note, it shouldn't be. You should progress in your faith. You should grow. Acquire knowledge. Grow to will come to the fullness of the standard of Christ. Yes. Let everybody grow so that when we put, when people come into our family as the body of Christ, we are able to pull them up. And then when more people come, there is space to pull them up. If you want to think about it logically, let's even imagine that there is a certain quota of people that can be saved part time, that can be on a certain level part time. Just the way in schools, imagine if a school keeps acquiring people into GS1, GS1 every year. And those people that were in GS1 five years ago are still there because they have refused to go. Doesn't make any sense. Right. But our God is a loving father. He's not likely to expel you the way a school will expel you. But at the same time, you must grow as a believer. You must grow. Yes. So that's my message for you today. That we remember that we are to grow. Spend time reading the word spend time go to church establish a relationship with your family in the church go fellowship with other believers have a spiritual authority have somebody that is that is pastoring you and is that is um concerned and involved in your progress and joy in the faith able to build you up and edify you yeah that's my that's all i have to say okay guys I have to go and get ready for church now. <laughs> have a lovely week. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it. Even if so many things want to spoil my technical work today. But I pin. Yeah, guys. Have a wonderful week. Remember that you are an embodiment of the glory of God. And you can move mountains. You can do all things. Yes, and carry the power of the Holy Ghost. Have a lovely, lovely week. Please don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends and your friends and your friends' friends. And everybody that you know. Yeah. Have a great week, guys. Bye.